the challenging times we're living through. Our reading today is from Jeremiah chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. And the word of the Lord says this, Righteous are you, O Lord, when I complain to you, and yet I would plead my case before you. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why do all who are treacherous thrive? You plant them and they take root. They grow and produce fruit. You are near in their mouth and far from their heart. But you, O Lord, know me. You see me and test my heart toward you. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and set them apart for the day of the slaughter. How long will the land mourn and the grass of every field wither? For the evil of those who dwell in it, the beasts and the birds are swept away because they said, He will not see our latter end. If you have raced with the men on foot and they have wearied you, how will you compete with horses? And if in a safe land you are so trusting, what will you do in the thicket of the Jordan? For even your brothers in the house of your father, even they have dealt treacherously with you. They're in full cry after you. Do not believe them, though they speak friendly words to you. Now, this is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us your word. Your word is swift and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, pierces to our innermost being, discerning the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. Help us to hear the thoughts and intentions of your heart for us today as we look at these verses. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk to you about run with the horses, Jeremiah. Run with the horses. Have you ever wondered why God seems to allow wicked people to prosper? Well, if you have, you're not alone. A host of Bible figures shared that same puzzlement. Everyone from Job to Habakkuk scratched their heads and wondered, what in the world is God up to? Why does he permit people who don't even believe in his name to grow wealthy or to grow powerful or to enjoy the finest pleasures in life? Uh, You can count the prophet Jeremiah among the people who were just as mystified by that conundrum as we are at times, as we see in these verses. He's just been through one of the most distressing times in his life, betrayed by his own hometown people. And in disgust, he turned to the Lord to make his complaint. Lord, what are you up to? Why do you let this go on? He began in verse 1 by taking his complaint to the Lord, which believers are always wise to do. When we're puzzled by God's ways, it's useless for us to complain to our friends and neighbors. Isn't it comforting to know that God always leaves his door ajar so that we can come into his presence with our questions? And Jeremiah's question was a straightforward one. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why do all who are treacherous thrive? And went on in verse 2 to point out that God was the one who made them prosper. Even though the wicked only returned hypocritical praise to him, he made them prosper. Now, by contrast to this, we're told in verse 3, Jeremiah was known by the Lord to be a faithful servant, and yet he had been betrayed by those who were closest to him. Jeremiah cried out to the Lord for justice. 
Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter. Set them apart for the day of slaughter, he prayed. And this seemed just to the prophet, for as he pointed out in verse 4, these people were ruining the nation. Even nature itself was suffering as a result of their denial of God's ability to hold them accountable. So what was God's reply to his hurting prophet? He says in verse 5, Well, if you've raced with the footmen and they have wearied you, how will you compete with the horses? And if in a safe land you're so trusting, what will you do in the thicket of the Jordan? (laughs) Far from getting a straight answer that he craved, all God said to his complaining prophet was, Hey, are you worn out already? If you can't keep up in a foot race, how in the world are you ever going to compete when the horses arrive? God then went on to point out to Jeremiah in verse 6 that he better get ready because worse days were coming. Now, it seems like a very unsatisfying answer, doesn't it? What in the world is the point? Why would God answer him that way? Well, let's let Warren Wearsby help us understand. Wearsby says, God's reply to Jeremiah wasn't what he expected. God's focus was not on the wicked. It was on his servant, Jeremiah. As most of us do when we're suffering, Jeremiah was asking, how can I get out of this? But what he should have been asking, says Wearsby, is not how can I get out of this, but what can I get out of this? Because, as Wearsby points out, God's servants don't live by explanations. They live by promises. Now, what a helpful correction to our perspective. God uses the wicked for his good purposes and plans, but his real interest isn't in them. It's in his servants, people like you and me and Jeremiah. God's purpose is that we'll grow to trust him more and more completely because we've been sovereignly put into a tight spot and we only have God to rely on. Strange as it may sound, that's the best place of all for us. Because when God is all you have, as the old saying goes, you'll learn that God is all you need. So what about you? Are you running with the footman today? Has life loaded you with more than you think you can handle? Are you puzzled at what God is up to in your life? Wondering why he's chosen to let the roof cave in on you all of a sudden? Well, if so, take some advice from Jeremiah. Even though you don't understand what he's up to, trust him anyway. Stop asking, how can I get out of this? And turn your question into, what can I get out of this? Maybe, like Jeremiah, you'll learn how to run with the horses. Let's pray. Lord, teach us to trust you, even when we don't understand. Teach us to lean into your goodness, to rest in your sovereignty, knowing that your concern is less for our circumstances than for our growth in Christ-likeness. Hear our prayer, for we come in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Join us on Sundays for our online service at 9 a.m. And we have on-site services at 9 and 11 and 6 p.m. on Sunday. Check out the App Store on your mobile device to get our BFC app. Search for BFC Sebring to get your copy. 
Thanks again for joining us. Stay safe.